the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening, and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I am your headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280 The Patriot. And of course, I'm joined in studio once again by our wonderful producer of Education Nation and my co-host, Mark Jerkin. Another good evening to you, Rebecca. How yes, are you? I am very good. good How about yourself? You. Very well. Enjoying this beautiful weather. I know. I know. I love every moment of summer. Yes. <laughs> Let them go nice and Treasure it. Every day. I know. <laughs> Well, listen, we are happy to uh, have our, our guest in studio with us again tonight. And she says that teachers unions are working with powerful far left groups and pushing radical sexual agenda onto our kids and penalizing teachers, parents and students who dare to speak out against it. Rebecca Friedrichs is a 28-year public school teacher in California who led the fight against the divisive tactics, politics, and corruption of teachers' unions as local plaintiff in the 2016 Friedrichs versus the California Teachers Association Supreme Court case. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Her case paved yes. the way for a precedent-setting ruling just two years later, which freed all public sector employees from forced unionism. And Rebecca has been a guest on Education Nation in the past over the phone. She was with us last week in studio. She joins us again tonight for part two of our discussion on how teachers are being used by very powerful organizations that are funding these far, far-left abortion, sex ed policies and the traumatizing effects that they are having on teachers and students in California. So, Rebecca, thank you again for joining us once again here on Education Nation. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Well, we want to start tonight's program wrapping up from last week on some of the specifics found in California's health education framework. One quote-unquote game that students as early as 11 are taught to play in the classroom, by the way, is called Tell It to Tunisia. This part of sex ed really flies under the radar of what the curriculum advertises as quote-unquote teaching kids about marriage and adoption, which, of course, sounds very um, inane and very easy, you know, nothing to worry about. But how much of the curriculum is really geared towards marriage and adoption and what are kids being asked to discuss in this game? Mm -hmm. So, first of all, the game. Mm -hmm. Tell It to Tanisha is a game inside of the curriculum called Making Proud Choices written by Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. It's one of six curriculums used in the state of California. In, In Tell It to Tanisha... Children are supposed to ask 
uh, Tanisha for advice. So if you're having, um, you know, you're deciding to have sex with somebody, instead of going to your parents, like they claim they're going to teach you to go to your parents, mm-hmm. uh, very few references to parents in these curriculums. Um, so you're going to go to Tanisha. So the kids play or act out these, ga- these um, you know, questions to Tanisha. So I'm just going to share a couple of them. These are not quoted from the book. These are just from my memory. So in one of them, a little girl goes to Tanisha and it's always real, you know, casual. Hey, Tanisha and, mm-hmm. and cool. You know, it's nothing mm-hmm. respectful. Um, hey, Tanisha, you know, I'm a 12 year old girl and I had sex with a boy and I didn't like it. And so now I'm going to have sex with a girl. And um, Tanisha, can you give me advice? I'm worried about getting HIV. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. Serious. Questions like that. That's right. At at 12. 12. 11 and 12 years old. Another one was a little boy who was, again, 12 years old, who tells Tanisha, my boyfriend and I haven't had sex yet, but we want to have sex. Can you give us advice? And she tells them something like, talk to your partner and use a condom. Oh, my goodness. It's never, ever, gosh, have you thought maybe... um, This isn't such a good idea at this age. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, or talk to your parents or you know, sex within the confines of marriage. You never hear that. And and what's really troubling to me, okay, I know we have a culture where a lot of people want to have sex outside of marriage or sex before marriage. I understand that. I'm not naive. I'm not under a rock. But when you teach this to children in our schools, you are being medically dangerous to these mm-hmm. kids because anyone who knows anything about science when you have multiple sex partners, girls in particular are at risk for cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. This could cause early death. The, the anal sex issue, there are no condoms approved for anal sex. It, they can't handle the friction. Mm-hmm. And they're telling our kids to use condoms for anal sex. That is totally, mm-hmm. I, I think it should be criminal mm-hmm. because these children could end up with lifelong illnesses and they don't even let their parents have a, a, a say in it. Mm-hmm. The other thing you asked me about in this question was um, about uh, um, the marriage and the adoption right. piece. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a friend of mine whose daughter was impacted by these curriculums when she was 10 years old. My friend called me in a panic, you can imagine. And I said to her, look, you have the right as a parent to view the curriculum. Mm -hmm. So we purposely went through the steps so that we could teach other people what's going to happen. So the first thing she did was she asked for, they'll give you a special parent code Mm -hmm. so you can look it up online. Mm -hmm. And for her, it was Positive Prevention Plus was the name of the curriculum. Mm -hmm. So they gave her this code. And so she and I took the code, went on to Positive Prevention Plus. Everything they showed to parents online was highly redacted. It only showed the information about adoption and about talking about your parents. And it looked very sweet. So most parents wouldn't question it, right? So, okay, you you see that and you go, okay, everything's fine. I said, don't believe it. Go look at the curriculum yourself. Mm-hmm. So she went to the, she took a day off of work, went mm-hmm. into the school, sat for three hours flipping through a curriculum. They would not let her view it in private. They made her sit in the office. She was blushed red. She was so embarrassed from what she was reading. Oh she gosh. never once in three hours saw one comment about parents or adoption or marriage. It was all literally teaching kids to go out and sleep with anybody you want. Anal sex, oral sex, oral on anal sex, you name it, it was in these curriculums. Wow. Unbelievable. 
You know, I just think it is just such a shame that there is just this lack of transparency for parents. And I understand they're obviously trying to push an agenda and they know that the parents are going to fight back if they really know. But to think that we've come so far as a culture or we've dropped so far as a culture that we would want to teach this, even if you're not the parents of the kids, that we would find that acceptable, that there is an organization of people that think that this is acceptable for children. This is like teaching porn Mm -hmm. to young children, which is illegal anywhere else. But now it's almost becoming not illegal in our public school system if this becomes widespread. And for the state of California, it's already a reality. Right. And so what do people say? Follow the money. Mm -hmm. These people are literally trying to change our culture. Because they've got a lot of money to make off of this. Right. If you normalize all this for kids, mm-hmm. if you, you know, now you've got to come to Planned Parenthood for all your abortions. That's right. Now you're going to go buy all these sex toys. Now you're going to, whatever. It's all normalized. Hmm. Hmm. You really think it's a financial I know goal. it is. Do you think that's what I it is? I know it is. Wow. You know, I just, I, <laughs> there's that piece of me that thinks, oh no, people, people aren't out trying to try to make money. They must think that this is what's best for kids. And I'm thinking, but how could anybody really think that's best yeah. for kids? I can't think of any yeah. other reason why Planned Parenthood would want to be in this. Yeah. Right. You know, and yeah. Planned Parenthood's been in our schools for a really long time mm-hmm. and the teachers unions helped them get there. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and the woman who uh, the story unplanned is mm-hmm. is based yep. upon, she testified at, to Congress that Planned Parenthood was purposely giving girls low dose birth control, knowing they would get pregnant. And their goal was three abortions yes. per girl in high school and college. What? This was, was this a Planned Parenthood worker that exposed, yes. that said this? Yes. The really? one who's the, the movie unplanned. Okay. I haven't seen upon. it yet. Yeah. You got to wow, see it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Eye-opening. That is very eye-opening. Can you also, Rebecca, explain for our listeners the alarming sex ed training that the California teachers themselves are required to go through? Alarming is a good word for it. Um, and I want your listeners to know, we talked earlier about some, sometimes teachers are not aware or they're, you know, they're, oh, this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. It's because all teachers haven't been trained in it yet. Mm-hmm. So the way they've manipulated teachers is we're, we're only allowed to show rated G movies on rainy day. We're not allowed to put chapstick on a child's lips. If they have chat, horribly chapped lips, we can't even right. put Vaseline on their lips. We can't give them an aspirin. Right. Okay, so we can't do any of these things Not even in a the cough classroom. drop, by the way. Not cough even a cough drop because they might be, choke on yep, it. Yep. We can't do any of that. So teachers mm-hmm. have been trained that we're very safe and we are safe in our classroom. But what they don't know is the agenda going on that's being pushed down from the teachers' unions mm-hmm. and, and through through the government agencies. Um, so... Um, uh, I just lost track of the of the question. Oh, that's okay. The training, the training that the California oh, teachers yeah, have to go through on sex ed. Yeah. yeah. So the teachers who have gone through the training, mm-hmm. one of my friends, we've actually created a documentary on this. We haven't released it yet, but she tells the story of when she went in to get her training. Within the first five minutes, she stood up and said, where is the parent letter? We we cannot teach this. No one's going to teach it. this. Started pushing back. Mm-hmm. There were her. teachers in our district. This is the district in which I live. Teachers who said, I will take two months off of work before I'll teach this. This is child abuse. So wow. here's what they were learning. I'm just going to tell one quote unquote age appropriate lesson they were taught to teach to the kids. They were taught that we have to teach children how to use all of the different birth control methods be in order to prevent uh, 
um, sexually transmitted infections. They've changed it from disease to infections. We mm-hmm. need to watch that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. meaningful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now it's infections. Now you have to teach the children how to use all of them. So you have to demonstrate. Okay. So here was the lesson these teachers were told. You have to teach children how to use a dental dam. None of these teachers knew what a dental yeah, I was dam say, was. I have no idea what that I is. I didn't know what it was until I looked it up. So it's a piece of vinyl about, I don't know, eight to 10 inches long. And they were designed to be used during oral surgery. And so now our schools think it's appropriate for us to teach our children that a dental dam is to be used between their mouth and their partner's vagina, Ugh. vulva, or Are you kidding? anus oh, give me during oral sex. So we're now t- telling our children about oral on oh anal gosh. sex, 11 and 12 year olds. Okay, we're talking little girls with piggy tails mm-hmm. in their hair. Mm-hmm. Little girls, little boys who've never even thought about these kind of things. And we are, uh, it's so damaging, I don't even have words for it. Again, it's like teaching porn. It is. And these teachers are mortified. Of course they are. And so what did the teachers unions and their friends, ACLU and all of their friends do? They wrote into the law that if teachers are, quote unquote, not qualified to teach it, then the experts come in and teach the lessons. So Planned Parenthood. So there's no way out. There's no way out. Teachers can opt out and say, no, I'm not going to teach this. And then they just either get let go or what? Do they get fired? Oh, they or they just have to sit to the side and, and while well, somebody else comes that, in and does pretend it. Pretend that nobody's abusing the kids. Unbelievable. The kids are under their watch. Mm-hmm. Teachers are, I, I mentioned last week, in crisis. Yeah. We just, I mean, our profession has been completely degraded by teachers' unions. Only teachers don't know it's the unions mm-hmm. doing all this stuff mm-hmm. to them. Unbelievable. I just find this appalling yeah, there's not a whole lot you can really it's comment hard. on after no, this. You just have to let it sink in. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, Rebecca, you've stated that uh, sex ed laws have been written in such a way that teachers unions know that teachers would be against the sexual indoctrination. And that that's really disturbing in itself. Would you explain for our listeners uh, the catch-22 that California teachers find themselves in as they consider opting out of teaching some of this curriculum and how parents then view these teachers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a great question. So the first thing I just mentioned that mm-hmm. in the law, if the teacher won't teach it, right. the experts will come in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I love that you're asking me how parents view these teachers. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and every parent I work with is the first thing I teach them is it's not the teachers. Mm-hmm. It's the teachers' unions. And there's a huge difference between teachers and teachers unions. So a lot of parents are mad at teachers because they believe that teachers believe in this stuff and are pushing this stuff because the organization that representing supposedly representing teachers claims that this is all okay. Please, parents, you need to know teachers are horrified and they are terrified. And when we push back, we get bullied. Now, here's the difference between a parent and a teacher. As a parent, you're pushing back to protect your child. And you're worried that your child's going to get bullied or something, but you're not worried about losing your job. Mm-hmm. Teachers are bullied every single day at work. They if are, they, if they, if speak they out push back us. or mm-hmm. speak out and they're in danger of losing their entire career, not being able to pay their bills, not being able to take care of, feed their children, losing so, their retirement, losing exactly. Mm-hmm. Teachers are totally trapped. And so parents And, oh, pastors, please listen to me. Pastors, we need you so desperately. Churches, 
We have to stand together with teachers. If we all come together, I call it adopt a teacher. If we all come together and stand with teachers, we can end this nightmare, mm-hmm. but we have to stand together. Let me ask you this. You know, with the opportunity for teachers to opt out of some of the curriculum that they don't want to teach, I mean, how does this get passed off? Does it ever announced to the students, hey, look, you know, uh, Mrs. Wilson is not uh, going to be here for the next couple of weeks? I mean, are parents informed at all from the school that their teacher's opting out? It just kind of gets swept under the rug? Is that what happens? Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to know that the teacher's not okay with this. Mm-hmm. Teacher, We teachers have been, literally, we have been gagged okay. and silenced for the last 50 years, ever since the union's came in and took over the National Education Association, which used to be a real loving organization that existed to protect kids. So was the CTA. They were doing good things. But the unions came in, took us over, and they've been silencing us. And and teachers have been screaming about stuff for years to protect children. And we just get, we call it whack-a-mole. They just Mm -hmm. bonk us on the head and, you know, make our lives miserable. Hmm. Okay. You know, in light of the Janus decision in 2018, uh, Lance Azumi, uh, the director of education at the Pacific Research Institute in California, rightly warns, quote, it's one thing to have a good Supreme Court decision. It's another to have it enforced, end of quote. And as unions understand this, and we talked about this a little bit last week about now it's law how for 30 minutes these teachers have to sit uh, with the unions uh, in a sense for a final pitch about you know, staying in the unions. Describe some of the tactics that the unions are using to deceive teachers into staying with the unions and helping them continue to fund these curriculums with their union dues. Yeah, oh, the tactics are amazing. First of all, I'd love to say Lance Azumi is a dear friend, one of the most wonderful people that walks this planet. And um, and he is exactly right about this. Enforcing this is a monster. So here's what the unions do. Oh, teachers, I hope you're listening. And if you're not a teacher out there, will you please take notes on this? Because I ask everyone, adopt every teacher you know and teach them this, please. Here's what the unions are doing to trap teachers. They have convinced teachers over the last 50 years that we all are against teachers, that we're not going to pay them well, that, um, you know, parents are going to sue them and that, you know, the the, um, administrators are all evil. and, And so they've divided all of us. They've spent the last 50 years dividing. So teachers really feel alone. They feel like they're carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders because education reformers come in and question test scores and they don't understand what teachers are going through and they blame it all on teachers. So teachers feel alone. So then the unions come in and say, your pay and your pension are dependent on the union. That's a lie. Don't believe it, teachers. They also say you need our liability insurance coverage because someone's going to sue you. And if you get sued, we have to protect you. Here's the truth, teachers. The teachers' union liability coverage only covers you if you are sued. If your boss starts to harass you or you're involved in a job action, they will not defend you. I have a teacher friend who just lost her job in three days. One of the best teachers I know, the union would not defend her because it was a job action. They said, oh, if you give us $100,000, we'll defend you. She had been paying union dues 26 years faithfully. So there are these independent organizations out there that we're going to talk about at the end of uh, of, uh, one of these times when we're talking. I'll tell you about independent organizations. You can get better liability coverage that includes job action protection from Mm. Christian Educators Association International for a fraction of the cost Mm. of what the unions offer. So in other words, the unions are lying to you They've been lying to you for a long time. 
They'll also tell you that your contract is connected to the union. That's a lie too. Your contract is between you and your employer. They'll tell you you're going to lose your job if you leave the union. That's a lie. The union will lose your dues. That's why they want to tell you these deceitful things. Teachers were better off without these unions. One last thing. Teachers love their local association. Why? They're terrified to stand alone because they're in a corrupt system. Teachers, right now, your local is connected to your state and your national legally. They're all bound together. The unions made sure of that because they know you want your local and they want to be connected. You can stand together with a 51% vote and decertify that web. That It's, it's like an unholy trinity of mm-hmm. those three. Decertify it, and then you can stand with your teachers and have your own local association with a group like CEAI standing behind you with liability coverage. You can get everything you already have benefit-wise and get rid of all the politics and the sex ed and not be funding abortion and all this other stuff. Hmm. So there are a lot of options for teachers. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't aware of that either. Uh, Well, Rebecca, last week we discussed the new lawsuit in California being brought on behalf of the public school teachers and the ongoing deduction of union dues that help fund these curriculums. In response to the health education framework, what have efforts looked like in pushing back against these proposals? And what does the response look like that has been coming from the teachers unions and groups like the ACLU and the Southern Poverty Law Center? Okay, so this is going to be a long answer, and I'm going to do it in two parts. Part one, what have the parents and teachers and and community members, church members been doing, pastors too? Mm -hmm. We have had multiple rallies at the state house, at the Capitol, rallying against the sex ed. Mm -hmm. We have sent thousands of letters against the health framework. We have had hundreds of people drive to Sacramento from all over the state to give personal testimony to uh, against the framework, begging them, please do not pass this offensive framework. And by the way, when we had hundreds speak, I think it was a little over 200 people spoke one afternoon, the unions and their friends had less than 10. And they were all from these powerful organizations. Mm -hmm. So you can see, I mean, there are a lot of people pushing out against this. We have this group called Informed Parents of California who started, it's just one mom started a Facebook page. She has over 35,000 followers in less than a year because so many people are horrified and they are posting constantly all the content that's Mm -hmm. in these curriculums. And then on my part, I've been writing op-eds, doing all sorts of media, television, radio, whatever, wherever I can get the word out. Mm -hmm. And we're just working together to to inform people and we're doing a good job. It's it's Mm -hmm. starting to to catch on nationwide. Mm -hmm. The state of California despite all of that, just passed the framework unanimously. That is how arrogant, totalitarian Mm -hmm. these Democrats in California have become because they are in the pockets of teachers unions and Mm. controlled by teachers unions, ACLU, Southern Poverty Law Centers. So Mm -hmm. discussing those now because you asked Mm -hmm. about those groups. So here's what they they work. So in the teachers unions, the uh, the National Education Association passed a new business item in 2017. Mm -hmm. And in that new business item, they said the NEA will work in partnership with the ACLU, Southern Poverty Law Center, Gelson, which is Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, the Human Rights Campaign, and a blah, 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 a bunch of other coalition of very powerful organizations that are pushing this agenda. Well, here's how it works practically. So the teachers union helps to to bring all this stuff into the classrooms by controlling teachers. They always try to keep their noses clean, like their name won't be on certain things, but they're behind it all and they're using teacher money to fund it. So they're driving this in. 
if a school board starts to push back because per- parents haven't come to school board meetings in years and all of a sudden there's hundreds of them filling the room mm-hmm. against this sex ed and then the school board members push back, the ACLU has been personally threatening um, school board members that they will sue them personally if they don't uh, bring this agenda. These, and it's not just the law, it's the specific curriculums they want pushed, these six curriculums that are very inappropriate. Southern Poverty Law Center does multiple things. They have developed with the California Teachers Association something called a students, or it's a social justice toolkit for students. On that toolkit, be happy to send it to you. It's pages mm-hmm. and pages. It shows all these posters that teachers can post in their room pushing this agenda, uh, pushing Black Lives Matter, pushing this, you know, si- science is real, but it's really theories. All of this whole agenda, Women's March, the unions are behind all that. So, And Southern Poverty Law Center helps them with that. But the thing that was most troubling to me when I went through this toolkit, which, by the way, will take you hours to see, go follow all the links, is there's links where children can report hate incidences on their campus. And when they click on that link, it goes directly to Southern Poverty Law Center. What's a hate incident? Well, if your friend believes that there are only two genders, that's a hater. Hmm. If your friend believes that marriage is between a man and a woman, that's a hater. Um, If your friend believes that... um, they should have privacy in the restroom and they don't want a boy to come in the girl's restroom. They don't believe in transgender locker rooms and all that. That's hate. You're a homophobe and a transphobe. And you can, as a child, report that. That reminds me of 1984. It's Orwellian. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm, We're going to mm-hmm. teach children to tattle right. on their parents, on yep. their friends, on their teachers who don't push an agenda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's frightening yeah and that's far from a constitutional republic yeah yeah absolutely and what's the consequence for that by the way do you know uh for southern for the students no for the student if they get reported as a hater oh quote unquote because they actually believe a more traditional view of male female gender um assignments what what happens yeah well that I have a couple answers and a lot of it's going to remain to be seen. Mm-hmm. But I read an article just last week about a little girl who was actually suspended. We can no longer suspend kids for bad behavior, but this little girl was suspended because she asked her teacher to please let her opt out of the LGBTQ lessons. She was suspended for that. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. And that was allowed. It, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it was allowed. Uh-huh. And the, yeah. Like, and then another thing um, we have, um, just children who are being bullied on all levels, teachers who are being bullied on all levels, if they dare to speak out against this stuff. Wow. Wow. You know, um, Rebecca, we have very little time left here. And I know you mentioned at one point um, that there's a lot of money going to the teachers unions nationwide, um, that it's not just the $200 of the thousand that's been given. And you mentioned that the Democrats in California are the ones that really passed this framework. Can you just very briefly in our last little bit here, talk to the, speak to that and how connected they really are and how much money we're really talking about here? Yeah, sure. Thanks for asking that. So the teachers unions collect dues money from all teachers you know, who pay. For, for 50 years, we were forced to pay it. Most people are still paying it. Most people pay about $1,000 a year in dues. Now, some people pay more. Mm-hmm. Some people pay a little bit less, but 1000 is a good average. So the NEA, 
National Education Association right now is boasting 3 million members. The AFT, American Federation of Teachers, is boasting 1.7. When you add those two together, that's 4.7 million members nationwide. Multiply that by $1,000 a teacher each year. That is close to $5 billion. That's a lot of money. Tax annually. free. Annually, mm-hmm. tax free. Now, what most people don't know is where that money goes. Teachers don't know this. So I'm just going to use California as an example. Okay, really quick. Okay. In all states, 192 of that uh, a year goes mm-hmm. to the NEA. 700 goes to the California Teachers Association. The local would only keep about $108 in that Mm. scenario. So the local's not getting much. The state and national are getting it all. And then that's going to the Democrat, Republican, or the Democratic um, candidates. Oh, yeah. And that's how the connection happens. That's right. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for joining us again, Rebecca. We look forward to having you next week. And thank you to our listeners as well. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.